going on, y'all? Hey, Audrey. Hey, girl. Hey, Dad. Fresh, fresh. Hey, baby. So today, that sounds. <laughs> you sound like you, like you're a Mississippi pimp or something. Yeah. <laughs> but today, uh, we have a great show lined up for you guys. Brandon, what are we talking about in entertainment? The Oscars. The Oscar noms are out, and they are amazing. For um, the first time, I have no idea what yeah, the you kinda, Oscars. Yeah, you, you sleep on the best year of the Oscars right now. We got a... Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, so I'm going to need a pronunciation key for this dude. For uh, sure. Daniel from the Get Out. Okay, so yeah, it's lit. We're going to talk about the Oscars. We're going to talk about how all of our money is going is to not the- being made by us. Well, it's being made by us, but it's being spent to these to the 1%. They make up 81% of all of our money. Like, they made all the money in the world, and we just like... We be thinking we real balling, but we not real balling. So we're going to talk about that. And we got Audrey Valentine here today. She's been sending me her music for at least a year now. And I finally was able to fit her into the schedule. So I'm so excited about that. And we're going to talk to my dad. And our topic today is about failure and, you know, what you can learn from it and things like that. So it's going to be a very exciting show. And once again, you guys are listening to Nitty's Knocker radio show here on Q4 Radio. We stream live every Tuesday, 6 to 8 p.m., sometimes 6.15, you know, CPT time, on Q4.org, iTunes Radio, and the TuneIn app. Search Q4 and that. And you can also watch us on Nitty'sKnocker.com now. We live stream, baby. What's he say? We live. We live, baby. We live. We live, baby. <laughs> but uh, let's also go ahead into our entertainment update. What are we talking about, Brandon? So it's always like a whiteout at the Oscars, and usually the roles that black people get nominated for Oscars for are some kind of outrageous, outlandish, stereotypical black people stuff. You know, um, Denzel was nominated for well, he got he won one for being a thug in Training Day, which yeah. is my one of my favorite movies, but still. Yeah. Um, oh, we get slave movies. You know, yeah. every exactly. every black actor that plays a slave movie gets nominated for like that role. Exactly. Um, but I haven't seen all the movies that got nominated. I haven't seen yet. But Mary J. Blige got nominated for Best Supporting Actress. What? Yeah. Not for her dance moves? <laughs> no. Definitely not. Those need to be banned. Um, but no. So she's nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Um, the guy from Get Out is nominated uh, for Best Actor. Uh, Jordan Peele has a nomination for. Um, best director. Best director. It's four noms actually. Best yeah. director. And best picture. Best picture. So his movie has four Oscar nominations in total. Mm-hmm. Um, best director. So it's definitely lit at the Oscars. I definitely would be watching the Oscars. Um, this sounds like something that we should all be watching this time. That's why I didn't know what was going on because I got tired of seeing slave movies. Yeah. Are we, I, I don't want to rejoice too yet because I'm not really sure what that Mary J. Blige movie is about. Cause I, what if? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so, I mean, Get Out was not a slave movie, but I feel like it was snubbed at Golden Globes and it was nominated mm-hmm. stupidly at Golden Globes. And I feel like it got the appreciation that it deserved at the Oscars. So. It did fit the slave montage. What? Get Out. Kind of, in a way. You think so? Absolutely. They went you- back to selling them and... I mean, pay attention to the movie, but the movie actually went that route. But it did, but it. Went, I think it went that route. Though. Yeah, I think it went that route to show that slaves. white people still do that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely became slaves and been, uh, and they was told mind control, do this and do that. They became their, uh, they slaves. People. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it was no black person playing a slave. Nobody getting whipped or beat. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I appreciate that. 
you know. True. So. I thought it was great to be like, you know, I knew white people were still locking black people up in the closets. And- <laughs> you can control the man, you can control the body. That's real. True. Great movie. I actually should watch it. I only watched it once. And I feel like if I watch it again, I can pull some conspiracy out of it. You know, that we love to do conspiracy. Just don't listen yeah. for no teacups. Um, <laughs> right? Every time I see somebody stirring something, I'm like, nope, nope. Right. I'm not here for it. No. Don't have the time to do that. But I actually want to go ahead and go into a little music. Um, we're going to go ahead and go to the nitpicks playlist, you know. This is literally any and everything that I'm listening to, and I'm feeling, like, real jumpy. So I'm going to start it off with this song called Watch Me, which is, like, super lit. So if y'all ready... No, not that one. This is actually, like, an EDM. You know me. Since we had Harlow Mill on the show, I've been really pushing for more electronic sound on the show because that's my... Your daddy is, so, you know, I like that old school. (laughs) <laughs> we might be able to throw some old school in or some with some old school vibes in. But right now we're gonna go ahead and play Watch Me by Ace Mu Mula Party Music okay. featuring Chloe right here on Nitty's Knocker. <laughs> Like I said, that song's called Watch Me. It's a little dance, turn up, you know, type of vibe. We like to vibe. We like to dance a little bit. We like to party. I got on my, uh, so if I do any Beyonce references today, please don't be upset with me because I have on my um, You Think You Beyonce shirt today. Uh, All thanks to DJ Arm (laughs) Money. Um, You know, this is part of his little label. He's one of the, he has a lot of stuff going on. I didn't know he made clothes. He do a lot of stuff. Love. He's he he says a quote and he puts it on something. So that's how you hold on to to your originality. Is by on a spicy butter production shirt. 
Shameless plug, go crazy. What is Spicy Butter Production? Uh, we have several things in Spicy Butter Productions. Number one, we started off with a just a just a group, a group of people that's good people, all handpicked by me. So we get together, we throw events, not parties every week, but we would do events. And then God spoke to me one day and said, "You can do something with this." And I have a couple of things in the in the frying pan that I don't want to say over the air, but so did God give you the name Spicy Butter? Absolutely, he did. Why what was- is Spicy Butter like? Well, it covers a few things. One is party, one is a clothing line, and the other is a secret. Okay, I like how you explain it. You kind of explain it like, you know, like smooth like butter. You yeah, know. smooth like butter, brother. You know keep it spicy at all times. Okay. Cool. Thanks. I'm, I'm glad you think so. Um, that's awesome. Um, but back to the Oscars. <laughs> Do you think that um, the Oscar nominations this year are actually going to break barriers? Barriers. I think the nominations actually broke barriers, and I think Jordan Jordan Peele broke barriers like individually on his own. Like um, the fact that this man made a scary movie that I don't I've never seen a scary movie made by a black person that became that big. Yeah, um, it's well written, well shot, you know. So he definitely deserves one of those Oscar nominations. Definitely, and if he doesn't win, then like he got snubbed. Well, my question is, where is N.W.A. at in this situation? Because that was a well-written movie. And well, was that two years ago, though? That was two years ago. Yeah. Mm, was it? Because I think that um, he's being nominated this year. Uh, the kid that played um, Easy e right? No, is he? No, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, I think he got a supporting spot. Was I it for that movie, or is it for a different down. movie? Maybe from Mudbound. He was in Mudbound. He was in Mudbound. Yeah, that's the Mary J. Blige film. But no, N.W.A., um, it was a good movie It's entertaining But like It wasn't Oscar It wasn't, on, it wasn't Oscar caliber Why? First of all uh, The way it was written It wasn't written that well um, I don't even want to sh- Like shade the movie Because I enjoyed the movie But it wasn't It wasn't something I watch again and again Absolutely watch it all the time Because it was written well Because see I'm from that era You're okay. a young guy So it's kind of hard For you to understand uh, the, mo- the movement So the movement was that And they didn't want To portray us too, too derogatorily So they made sure That they did it correctly And I, you know You have to get that man You know Hats off to him For being able to even Grab all of these Different Different uh, people and make sure that you explain each one individually, even with the death of Easy. So, so I'm a, like one of the topics, like you know, when they put movies in consideration for Oscar nom is, I'm gonna go with the simplest one, the acting. Sure. The acting in that movie was it was okay, but it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't the best, you know. And the Oscars is an awards you win for being the best, you know. As I watched that movie, I saw N.W.A. So to me, that's acting at its best. Even when I had only one issue, and that was with the Snoop Dogg character. But actually, when I looked at it again, it was the Snoop Dogg character because you guys are used to Snoop Dogg with the braids. Mm-hmm. When Snoop Dogg first hit the scene, he was he had no braids. Apart from my critiques on the movie, I would agree with you on that because most people who are on the Oscar that are sitting Oscar seats that vote the movies in are old white people. Right. So you know yeah. they didn't That's pay attention issue. to N.W.A. Exactly. But as you know, somebody who studied film and you know done internships in film, I wouldn't have nominated that movie for, you know, um, best picture or the best acting, you know. But the people in those movies got better. They got more roles. Um, They put them on. Um, Ice Cube Son has a movie that dropped this weekend. The guy, um, 
uh, what's his name? The guy who played Easy. Yeah, yeah, he's beginning Rose. He's in, he's in the shy now. Yeah. So that movie, Shout out to the even yes. on, man. even if yes. the movie doesn't get nominated, it was a good enough movie for these guys to get work. Yeah, true. Definitely. So it it did something good for everybody in that movie. Yeah, I literally did. see those characters that they play as I watch the movie, and I watch it time and time again, and I watch it in both both styles, uh, the, the theatrical and uh, the cut. Hmm. You see, none of these movies are going to win, in my opinion, because nobody has um, incorporated a unicorn yet mm. into the That's films, you know, like... That's for you. That's you know, yeah, you know, we might have to go ahead and do this movie. Audrey, you know, going to do all of the soundtracks. I think yes, they already made a movie about unicorns. All the soundtracks. <laughs> Let's make it happen. They made a movie about unicorns, you know. It probably wasn't good. You're probably too old to probably have seen it, but it's called My Little Pony. You know what? It's about a pony. A pony is not a unicorn. They didn't have horns in their head. So it wasn't about unicorns. It was about My Little Ponies. And, you know, unicorns, the only unicorn things I know about is like Charlie the Unicorn on YouTube, which is hilarious, but he's like a rude and mean unicorn. And it's just like, man, you're not giving us a good look. We're trying to shine out here, you know? We always take it back to Clash of the Titans. Yeah, that's... Yeah. The old one? Exactly. Yeah, okay. The old one. Clash of the Titans. Stop I don't even... animation one. That was like a, in the 80s. I've yeah. seen them. It was beautiful because in our days, that, that animation that was so not good was great for us. Oh, yeah. And True. The, the movie writers back in the day really had good storylines, and it's hard to find a good storyline nowadays. So. so, guys, my dad said he wants to listen to something uh, with the old school vibe. We're going to play more of Audrey's music later in the show and talk to her about all this cool stuff that she has going on, but... Uh, we're gonna play Melanin Magic. She's, yes. What's the sample from? I do not remember the artist, but it's so weird. It's like I know songs and I know how they go, but then when I hear them, I don't know who sings them. Right. But maybe you'll, you'll know probably when you hear the beat. Absolutely. I'm sure. Yeah. Yes, yes. Let's listen to Melanin Magic, Pretty Brown, featuring Chris Brown. <laughs> oh right yes. here on Nitty Snacker. <laughs> I feel like you'll know this as soon as you hear it. North glow body looking like cinnamon. I'm running shit right now. I think I pulled a ligament. Fashion killer, a liar, assassin. Vet mom, villain, Balenciaga bastard. Got that melanin magic. Brown skin popping. Always fly. I stay in a cockpit. I want it. I cop it. Open the door, then lock it. Hey, time for me touch the city. Stop It's not fake, I can show you how to move in a room full of whole bitches. He met me and now he don't even know bitches. I see you be on IG. I'm thick, you sit damn, you need an IV. Show me your ID, cause I don't know you chicks. You scared the heights, you know? Then jump off my You my vibe. 
just like up there with no room to grow I don't know how I made it this far on a wing and a prayer and a hole and I still got hands around my throat strength comes and goes and for that I believe in the powers that called smoke signals by adam ness one of he's an amazing artist that um i've done work with before he's not singing <laughs> you know <laughs> nitty don't be singing or nothing like that but you know <clears throat> no i'm not gonna bust it no, i'm just kidding i'm just kidding but uh yes that was adam ness and the song before was my father's choice uh raheem devon what's it called again more. guess who love you more so, um, the 1% made 81% of America's money this year, or this past tax year. Yeah, that was one of the bills we was fighting against. Yeah, and the government shut down. I mean, they've resolved it, supposedly, a temporary resolve. Yeah, they band-aided the situation. So, how do you feel about knowing how hard you work to make the money that you make, mm-hmm. and then you come to hear that the 1% are the people who make 81%. It just it just confirms that statement, poor getting poorer and the richer getting richer. Uh, and it, it sucks because they, they put all these laws in place to protect these rich people from paying taxes that they should be paying. 
Like, literally, we pay more taxes than they pay at the end of the year. Yeah, what they did was they, they loaded up the front. So it tricked. It's a trickery where it looked like you get more back. But what they didn't show you was the it, down the line, it, it, mig- it migrates down. Mm-hmm. So that's how the rich get richer. Because they load up the front and they ex- get people excited. Thinking, well, I got a lot more money coming because that was Donald Trump's. Yeah, that was his leading. That was his leading score. You're gonna get watch your taxes. So, as far as creatives, though, you know, like on the other end of the spectrum, being a creative, making money too. You Mm -hmm. know, so if you know that we all work hard and creatives get it the worst as far as making money for their art. Mm -hmm. For you, I know you work really hard to do shows. Like, how often do you find yourself struggling to make ends meet? You know, like. We work our nine to fives and then we go out and be musicians and radio personalities in our free time looking yeah. to make it our full time. Right. How does this affect you personally? Um, well, in terms of like the struggle, it, it varies. Like, Lord knows I'm not making what I want to make at my full time job. So really, like what I'm making at shows, what I'm making when I do features, it's really like supplemental income. If I'm not making that, then I'm just making enough. You know what I'm saying? So I'm finally getting to a place where I have like that cushion, but it, it doesn't feel good. You know what I mean? I go to work every single day, and I'm like, okay, when I'm, when is this really gonna pay off monetary wise? Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's not the best feeling. Yeah, and then it's, it really does because you're like, man, I'm making money, and then you're like, no, you not, not. you know, like. Yeah, Uncle Sam, for real. For for a a low class person, honestly, we are low class. They call it middle, but thirty thousand dollars a year. That's poor. It's poor. Yeah. And even yeah. if you're making like, well, like maybe back in the day, well, fifty five thousand was a lot of money yeah, a year. You made fifty five, sixty thousand dollars. You were considered middle class. Yeah. Now that's. You barely making it. One of my friends, they they parents make about sixty thousand, and they they make enough just to get by, wow. you know. And even people who now who make a hundred thousand, like, but even sixty thousand dollars when you have kids is really exactly nothing. It's nothing. A yeah. hundred thousand dollars a year when oh, you now, have kids is still nothing. Now a hundred yeah. people who make like it was. I was talking, having this conversation with this man, and he was like, "Yeah, I make about a hundred thousand dollars." He was talking about voting for Trump and how Trump is, you know. Is keeping, um, you know, but a hundred thousand, you, the Republicans don't like you. You're poor. You're still poor. Yeah. You have to make at least three hundred thousand dollars, five hundred thousand dollars for those tax laws to even even affect you. Exactly. You feel me? Yeah. So you're still poor. They, they're laughing at you. If you make under a hundred thousand, if you make a hundred thousand dollars and less, you shouldn't even call yourself a Republican. Well, this is where <laughs> you have to implement a, a device plan. So if we know that these scenarios happen, we have to find other residuals. So in residual income, I talked to a guy that worked for the city, and um, he taught me a lot about becoming your own man. So mm-hmm. what you have to do, and if you see that Uncle Sam got his hand deep, you got to go deeper. You know, we've been struggling people like that in the first mm-hmm. place. And that's why being, which is why I have such a love for music and art, is because that is native to cultured individuals you know like that's how we tell our stories that's how we live our lives so the fact that I just want more artists to realize the place that they're in when it comes to signing these record deals and being so influential Mm -hmm. you have the room to change the system from the inside you know but they get scared because they're like the money's so good I don't I don't want to say nothing because I could lose everything not realizing 
it's more of us than there are people, the 1%, literally. There are more of That's us than the 1%. To, you, know, you have to shout out to people like LeVar Ball and Chance the Rapper. See, you know, people want to jump on this man's case, and they say a lot of bad things about that brother, but let me tell you something. That brother... I got nothing but love for him because what he did was he had enough faith in his children like I do with you, Press Press. Oh, so thanks. Nitty, she can do anything. Call me Nitty on so, here. You can't call me knocker, yeah, my Nitty. My Nitty Bitty. But what I wanted to know he's, is he's she has worse. the ability. I don't think that, you know, you second to none. So if LeVar Ball feel that his sons are the best, how can you fault that man? And not only that, he's got his sons in the place he wanted to be. They follow mm-hmm. him. They follow him lead. They trust in him. They love him. And people want to say that the man controlling them, but how is he controlling them when they live in their life? I mean, his they're his, creating like, generational honestly, wealth, and they that's say, what yeah. they're getting upset about. They don't say about. that about Chris Jenner. Chris Jenner, mm-hmm. she right. she's a marketing like Lavar Ball and Chris Jenner. They need to team up. Like she's a marketing <laughs> genius. Like he don't want no teammates. And this is what I love about him because what we're talking about right now is that one percenter. What he did was he changed the game, and then what happened was we went against him. Instead of us pushing forth, because if you think about it, when Nike and all of these people sign you, oh yeah, they'll give you they'll give you sixty, they'll give you a percentage, but sixty thousand, sixty million as a percentage of what six hundred million. So you getting ten percent of of you pushing a brand. So Lavar Ball said, hey, you know what? I'll make my own. It's three things I like about Lavar Ball. First thing, he a marketing genius. Everything he's whatever comes out of his mouth is marketable. This man he went lame. from he got into a, a what was a verbal? verbal? Donald Trump mentioned this man. Mm-hmm. The it. president of the United States mentioned this man. You know, and that just made people go talk about him more. You True. Know? Absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, he does everything on purpose. Honestly, I think uh, Jello getting caught stealing was on purpose. Because <laughs> <laughs> now they playing overseas. This man went over in Lithuania and took over their basketball team. Just like that. Just like that. Now he can all the games streamed on Facebook. Absolutely. And what he did was he cut out a lot of middlemen. Now we're talking about percentages and money and things like that. Mm-hmm. When the man have enough faith in his children that all had great grades, he lived, his wife, she's facing an illness, he's right there. But they want to say that he's not a good father. And, and, and so the question is, why? And then why would we jump on the team of the why he's not a good father as opposed to he's a great father? You got a full house, taking care of his children. The, uh, one incident, petty theft. Come on, how much candy you stole out the store? You know what's, what's, why that makes one. Thing well, the make. only store I ever took candy from happened to be the penny candy store, so I didn't feel so bad. You know, you steal a hundred candy, it's only a dollar. It I'm, goes back I, into the scene. But, it's just, but it's I just, am not a thief. It's just I don't know. I feel like it's just sad on our part as black people because, like, as a black person, like in our culture, you don't see a lot of fathers actively involved in their kids' life. You know, so. He's invested, like, I'm sure a lot of money into making sure these kids could be the best basketball players they can possibly be. Absolutely. You know, so, and I feel like a lot of people just kind of turn their best because he is loud, he is outrageous, you know. He's faithful. And he does what like, he Look at it business. this way, too, since compared to he's a part of the 99%, right? Think now about the 1%, Donald Trump. Yeah. This man raves about his children all the time. And he's, a, you know, he, his mind is not all the way there. Right. You know? Yeah. So nobody's saying that's just the complex of, of, of black and white. Mm-hmm. Nobody tells Trump, stop talking about your kids like they're the best thing walking. And, and they still, like, his kids probably have done really bad things and stuff like that. But when he's defending his kids and, and you know, giving them all this glory, it's all good. It's okay. Just said some idiot stuff yesterday. Like, my dad did an excellent job. Now, for anybody to believe in the feather that <laughs> lets you know that they idiotic times 10. I feel like you wanted to say a bad word. Hit the bell. Hit the bell. 
but I don't know. One says about Chris Jenner. Chris Jenner, her whole, all her kids are pawns on the chessboard. Literally. They pick the pictures that get released to the press. You know, I'm pretty sure when sex dropped, when Kim dropped that sex tape, was Chris was right there, like, all right, it's done. <laughs> Let's get this published. Let's get this money out of there. Guess who didn't see a center of that sex tape? Ray J. Ray J saw nothing. Kim made two million off that sex tape. Absolutely. Wow. So everything they do is a marketing strategy. So you know? the solution is, you know. Don't infiltrate from the inside. You have to do the same thing. Pride and ego have to sometimes diminish when it comes to trying to learn the system and break it down into your own system. We can't change anything as far as there being a 1% if we continue to consume the way that we do, if we continue to not... We spend more money on these clothes and shoes than we do on our artists or on the people who are going out trying to make changes with these nonprofits. Like, give your money to these people, and that that will demonstrate the change because then they don't have to get grants from the government. Mm -hmm. They're getting grants from private investors and sponsors. That's how you keep the money in your own system. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So we're going to actually go ahead on the music break and we are going to listen to my homie, Lord Haiti. He just made a post today saying that people are so excited about the work that he's doing. Mm. Um, And he said, what should he do? And I say, you just keep creating. He has amazing music. So we're going to play one of his mixes. It's called It's All Right featuring Nina Simone right here on Nitty's Knocker.
We are back live, guys. That was Lord IET. IET is actually the correct way to say um, Haiti. Just found out. My sister did research that, you know, we got some Haitian. Our, our family on my mom's side has Haitian roots so that's pretty cool you know it is how we say so now i'm like okay i gotta say it the right way you know i think that was really cool um but now uh it is time my favorite part of the show uh the unicorn gospel and this week's unicorn gospel like i said we're going to be talking about failure and you know getting up again after you fall and things like that so um this week's is proverbs 24 and 16 the godly may trip seven times, but they will get up again. But one disaster is enough to overthrow the wicked. So what I got from that is saying the godly is uh, the people who have, and, and God is the universe, you know. So people can say it in different ways, which is something I respect. You know, everybody has their way of respecting God. Yeah. So the universe is always within us at all times. So you are part of the universe. You are part of God. And by us being these people full of life, full of happiness, full of uh, joy, wonders, all this stuff, mm-hmm. we fall all the time. Absolutely. Right? And we always want to give up when it gets hard. It's never a time where you say, oh, it's okay. I, you know, it's in us to say, I can't do this anymore. We've all done it. Um, and we see bad people, bad people, quote unquote, Loch Ness monsters. That's what I call the bad guys. <laughs> When the Loch Ness monsters are are winning, with their murkiness and dirtiness and their nasty ways, but they're still getting everything they want, it discourages us. Yeah, you know. You know why that is, right? Because the devil is the prince of the earth, so he's going to bless his people as long as they're doing what he wants them to do. But when you're a man of God or you believe in God, and I'm not talking about religion, I'm talking Mm -hmm. about God. We can shut all that religion down really quick by just going to the Most High. See, everybody wants to separate that. And what I like about this segment and what you just read, because Proverbs probably one of the best books in the Bible because it speaks a lot of wisdom. Mm-hmm. And you, Nitty Knocker, a.k.a. Press Press, <laughs> has plenty, <laughs> plenty wisdom. And so on the, on the fall, the rising and falling, people look at it falling as an as a, as a L. They think they're taking an L, but it's not actually taking an L. It's actually... It's a it's almost like a sacrificial uh, balance that gives you more power because without falling you don't know how it really feels to be up top. If you right. Drop. And uh, it's like no matter how many times, just like you know, channeling it back to seeing the bad, right? Seeing the bad people get what they want. You're like, man, I'm working my butt off and it's not working. So it's like no matter how many times a person with the good energy is pushed down. Um, you get up again, but this time it's like with more more knowledge. You know, you you know a little bit more. You can move a little bit better, mm-hmm. um, and you it's always that's and that's God speaking to you. That's the universe speaking to you in your subconscious. Like yes, you fell, but you know what to do next time. Mm-hmm. When a bad person finally hits disaster point, when they finally get a problem, right? There's no way that they can come back from that problem because they don't have the subconscious of the universe with them. They don't have God in them to get them out of that stump or stumble that they're in. So by you remembering that you have favor and that the universe truly does love you, when you speak the best, the best happens at all times, you know, and you have to learn it. You have to learn it. I feel like winning is a a perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, I was watching Atlanta and... 
this stuck with me. I saw it on Twitter, but the scene was it the exact scene I saw on, I saw on the show. Somebody had felt the same way I felt it and put it on Twitter. So basically, you know, Chad is gonna be no characters. He's in the show. He's on a bus with his baby. He's like, uh, I just keep losing. I mean, some people. I mean, some people are just supposed to lose for the balance in the universe. I mean, like, are there is there some people on Earth who are supposed to be here just to make it easier for the winners? What's funny about what you just said, man? It's so cool. Struggle. Now we got to look at that perspective now. Mm-hmm. See, what's a win? Because you financially stable, what's a win? Mm-hmm. What, what do we consider win? I believe a struggle is a win because listen, in every in every situation, if you don't if you don't understand how it feels to taste the ground when you get up and you always winning and you born with a silver spoon in your mouth, the minute you lose it, you jump off a bridge. Mm-hmm. When you've been in a struggle, the minute we lose it, we find two or three new ways to to, to incur that. But then it give us more faith in God because we might think and we losing, but at the same time, our family member didn't die that day. So mm-hmm. that's a win. They might have money, and they might lost family. Right. You see what I'm saying? And, like, I, it, we've yeah. been in situations to where, like, we've been hungry. You know what I'm saying? People who born with a silver spoon, they lose their job. They, oh, my God. So like, oh, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. We we already know how to go get it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, because we've been through the struggle. And even with going to the bridge, you say how the bad, you know, people, the wicked, right? They hit rock bottom, and they want to end it all, right? Exactly. And they usually do it. Exactly. Right? People who have the universe and pixie dust in their systems and all this joy and wondrous <laughs> greatness, when you are hitting rock bottom, because I've been at places where I wanted to jump the bridge or and I literally would attempt, you know what I'm saying? But guess what would happen? I wouldn't do it because it's in, the universe is in my subconscious. It's with me. Right. So even if you want to end it, it's not your time. That's not your way to go. Right. Those people who are ending it and who are jumping, these are the wicked. These are the people who, who don't believe. These are the people who who don't have anything positive to give to the world. But, yes, they're, it's going to give you the illusion that they're doing so great. God. Just with the devil being the, exactly. you know, Prince or the, the you know, the negativity being never, so beautiful sometimes. God never gave us the right to take our life. He didn't. We didn't give ourselves life. He can, we can't take life. So he have a big problem with that. So when we do think that the world has really turned its back on us, we just sit down, and this is where faith comes in. Mm -hmm. Without faith, it's impossible to please God, but through faith, all things are possible. So this is where we take take it on the chin. They they say take it with a pill of salt, right? So we take it with a pill of salt. We we sit, we think. It it might take a minute, but we always overcome it. It, It's going to always be overcoming. Very true. And I do believe our call system is back up. We were having some te- technical difficulties, but Missy always come through. You know, she always Shout out come Missy. fix it. Missy. Um, you can call us uh, at 312-985-7834 if anybody's ever interested in talking to my lovely guest. Um, and honestly, Audrey, I would love to just... Because this is something that, like I said, like the, the point of the show is to be solution-based, to give good vibes, and to let people know how to do the things that we know how to do or that we are working on learning how to do and teaching others how to do so. Right. So as you being a musician, you know, a beautiful voice, a, amazing voice, and still pushing to the top, like, you fall. Mm-hmm. You fall. We, we fall a lot. So by you being a female in the music industry, mm-hmm. how... Do you get up again? What is something that that drives you to getting up again and making the best out of your situation? Um, 
for me, like, I was taught to never quit, period. And, I mean, I wasn't necessarily growing up in a situation where I had to struggle. I grew up in a situation where my parents did pretty much everything for me. Mm-hmm. And I have older, I'm the youngest, so I'm the baby. So I'm always taken care of. So really, it's when I got to college, that was the first time I really had to struggle with anything. Mm-hmm. And I think that really taught me how to hustle and how to grind, you know what I mean? Like, after my freshman year, I got kicked out of school. And... Everyone was mad at me, and I didn't mm-hmm. know. I, was, no, I had much. to get it together. Like I had to get it together. Literally, I had friends who didn't think I would ever go back to school. I went to U of I, which is obviously a really tough everybody you kicked out of U of I the whole time. Really, I have well, at least my, five friends. I'm yeah, the yeah. only one out of my circle of friends. But anyway, it's it's like that gave me that ambition to do better. So I literally went to community college one semester, and I went back to U of I in a semester. People don't do that. People yeah, usually take a year, good. year and a half to go back to like a four-year college. I took a semester. I used struggles and I used me falling to literally push me ten times harder. So I don't let things like that intimidate me, or at least I try not to let things like that intimidate me. If I feel like I'm falling or if I feel like I need a moment where I'm, I'm losing myself, I use that as motivation to go harder. And you have to as a female, especially when you like in a, a male-dominated game where people are already judging you, people are already kind of putting you in the status quo, telling you what they think or putting you in a box. Mm-hmm. I don't allow people to do that at all. That's just not me. That's great. That's yeah. And that's one thing we have to learn for our personal growth is not boxing yourself based on what another person. Because, like I said, the the dirty can look so beautiful. Mm-hmm. The money, the the clothes, mm-hmm. the, the it, hair. Nowadays, it's hair and makeup for hair, women. Like, I've been telling that. people, like, it's the girl who you looking up to on Instagram and Twitter it sleeps on the air mattress. Mm. You know? Yeah. Like, the dude you look up to, they got all the Jordans and all, this, all the money and all his jewelry, then how sheets on his bed. You know? Mm-hmm. So, it's, it's all about what you perceive and what you see. You know, yeah. if you allow yourself to look at and be admiring people that you think doing better than you, do a fact check. Because we can all go take some really dope pics. Like, I don't do much, but, you know, I get a lot of likes and stuff. People are like, Brandon, you always doing stuff. Literally, I'm really not. Like, you know, <laughs> but it's it's what you put out there and what people perceive you to be doing. Right. You know, you just got to worry about yourself. Exactly. You know, yep. it, worry about your happiness. What are you doing, mm-hmm. you know, to keep, to maintain happiness? So. Exactly. So, yes, that was this week's Unicorn Gospel. And, and once again, it was from Proverbs 24 and 16. Awesome. The godly may trip seven times, a.k.a. the people with pixie dust (laughs) and, you know, radiance will trip. You will fall. Your glitter going to spill on the ground and you ain't going to be able to pick it back up. Mm -hmm. But you scrape up what you can and you keep it moving because your disaster is not the end of your your road. It's a fork. That's all it is, is a fork for you to figure out which way you're going to go next. Are you going to make a left or a right? And either way it goes, the consequence will always be bad with anything that's going on. But a good or a bad consequence is still going to teach you something you need to learn in your journey moving forward. You know, and, you know, that's my little, <laughs> my little yes, feel, you know. that. <laughs> Yeah, you know, we be trying to be all conscious and stuff on the show, right? The verb, you'll be all right. Come on, but it's gospel. <laughs> Very, right? You know, it's it's just something that I feel is, like I say, every, and I, I feel like it's important to mention this every week on the show, is the point of a unicorn gospel or me talking about the unicorn as my spirit animal is to let people know that, no, I'm not perfect, but I'm trying to channel perfect energy. Mm-hmm. 
That you know what I'm saying? It's misconceived too. It is very misconceived because nobody can ever be perfect. But if you, or your you energy can, can, you can yeah. choose to have good energy. Right, that can exactly. be perfect. Anything mm-hmm. that is not tangible can be perfect because it's up to you. It's your perspective of your life and what matters to you. Mm-hmm. So the longer that we push for positivity and, and happiness, that's exactly what we are trying to do with Nitty's Knocker. You know, we want people to feel like they have a home where you can get advice from us or right you know if you have like you need some some motivation some positivity you know this is a place to to come and listen like i always i love tuesdays because it's always encouraging it's always motivational you know because you know remember that perfect is perceived according to the person so it is a such thing as perfect and you can press press you perfect no you didn't say it again who was who was that? Nitty knocker, Miss Nitty. You who, are perfect. Who is who is Presh Presh? That's so funny. But I actually would like to listen to a song by Audrey. Um, it's called Innocent. This is one of the first songs um, she ever sent to me, and I heard it. It's literally number sixty out of two hundred plus songs on my Netflix playlist. Nice. So I let you know that she's been she's been with it, you know, and I, I, I we appreciate that. Of you know what I'm saying? Yeah. To know that I appreciate you. <laughs> Girl, let's appreciate each yes, other. Appreciate each other. <laughs> Can we go out for drinks, Dad? Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna, he's gonna say yes, yeah, like it's lit. <laughs> but we're actually gonna <laughs> we still innocent in the father's eyes. Of so course, we're gonna yeah. go ahead and listen to Innocent by yes. Miss Audrey V right here on Nitty's Knocker. <laughs>
are what? back. <laughs> I'm taking that one. <laughs> That's stole. She, you, you pause, Brandon. I got the keys to the pause button. <laughs> you know what? He just gave me a little pimp juice right here. <sighs> My dad's a player player. I'm trying Look, to I don't know what that means. I don't know, I don't know what a player is. <coughs> cough, cough. You put the P E R on there? Player? <laughs> player. <laughs> hayer, 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 hayer. What song was that? In that was, the uh, air, air. Was that 3 6 Mafia? Yeah. No, 28 what? inches in the air. No, it was Dro. Yeah. Yeah. Rubber band bangs. Boy, Tokyo Diamonds. I don't even know that guy. Once again, you're listening to Nitty's Knocker, broadcasting live out of the Q4 Radio Studios. Nitty's Knocker airs every Tuesday from 6 to 8 p.m., sometimes 6.15, CPT. You know, got to add that in. <laughs> you can always check out uh, Q4.org to find out what events we have going on here at the station to learn about our shows, the studios, the rental spaces. And you can call us at 312-985-7834. They're amazing shows here on Nitty's Knocker and then send me emails at nittysknocker.com like I really want to know what everybody's good news is I love knowing what's going on in y'all lives that's making you happy yes everybody is so caught up with scrolling for for bad news right <laughs> exactly scroll for some good news send me some good news Absolutely. my ass.fm put me some good news in there yes <laughs> I'm gonna make a ask dot Ask.fm. ASK.fm. I'm going to make one of those. I know people are going to be sending some hate mail in there, but it's okay. I just want to hear the good stuff, too. So I don't know if it's worse to not get any questions or to get hate questions. Hate questions are all right because you got to That lets you know. I mean, you don't even care why. It's just let you know that you're doing something. I don't ever get questions. I made one, but I never got questions. But I don't know. I'm not interested enough. But Maybe you should talk about the fact that you have one. But anyway, um, this is now the uh, damn can I live section section of the. Don't ever say it like that again. You just totally. I like saying it like that. How should I say it? You might, maybe you should say it. Damn, can I live? Like, like it's a question. You know? Okay, so mm. damn, can I live? Mm. <laughs> I mean, you might sound better if you say it. If I say it, yeah, go ahead. say it. Like, damn, man, can I live? Ooh. Oh, woo! okay. Hey, we gonna have to record that <laughs> yeah, and make right. a drop. Mm-hmm. No, for real. Mm. Okay. Yes. Spicy butter on the track. What are we talking about today? We're talking about communication. Um, I feel like a lot of the conflicts we face with ourselves and others is communication. We, a lot of things get lost in translation. You know, I was talking to somebody and like I saw this new thing where I just say exactly how I feel. At that moment, I try to do it in a way where it's not hurtful but it gets it gets what I'm trying to say and they get the point. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times when we deal with people, we we coddle them with, you know, this might make them feel bad. But in the long run you're making it worse by not really truly communicating how you really feel about the situation. Yep. And that really that prolongs the agony. So it was like then you've been feeling like this the whole time and mm. you know or even not it's not even that deep. Sometimes like Somebody doesn't understand what you're really saying because you're trying to sugarcoat it so much, you know? So you have to say what you mean to mean what you say. Like, mm-hmm. I, I made a tweet, like, you know, um, this the year of uh, I said what I said. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because a lot of times 
in this world of like I'm just related to dating. Um, I've been like on a real like tunnel vision wave, kind of sort of just focused, you know, working, doing this, you know. And I haven't really, you know, met anyone that's like I feel like I mean that will take me away from what I'm doing, being focused, you know. So like I'll meet different young ladies and they'll be like, yeah, woo, woo. so I'm like, no way. Like right now, I'm like focused. I don't have time to, you know, really date but like I don't really at first I really, really wasn't really communicating that to them because I was like okay she might not want to talk to me no more but like it was sending the wrong message mm-hmm. so somebody got really upset with me because of <laughs> they felt like I was like leading them on so now it was just like now I'm like 2018 I'm just saying how I feel yeah. and like now I get better reactions from telling people exactly how I feel and exactly what's going on you know and I feel like a lot of the times when people are dating they're afraid of what this person might think about them or they're afraid of, like, losing this person that they barely know that they just met, you know, <laughs> but you're really infatuated with. How about it's the delivery? Because all of that communication is mm-hmm. delivery. Yeah. And men, nitty, hey, okay, we're going to leave it at nitty. Men, nitty. <laughs> you want to say, okay. I tell my fresh, fresh. <laughs> we had this conversation at dinner, mm-hmm. and we was talking about delivery. Things were said correctly, but it was delivered wrong. So in communication, the delivery all, don't all, oftentimes go correctly because we, we live a certain kind of way. We talk a certain kind of way. And if I'm not used to the way you talk, your delivery might be harsh or it might be too soft. So in you trying to date all of these different women, but not if they not don't have your complete focus, it's wise not to com, you know continue on. Exactly. So you got to use wisdom in your movement so you're not hurting because the worst thing a man could do in these times is hurt a woman's heart you gotta mm-hmm. be careful with that vice versa yeah and that goes both that goes for everybody mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um, and you have to be it goes so you have to be the recipient of communication if somebody tell you something and they mean what they say take it for face value like I've been in situations recently where like I told girls that but girls don't want to hear they hear they hear what they want to hear it's like Brandon why do hey on this day January 11th I told you this <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You gotta like, right. you gotta write it down. Of, like, Literally, like, because people know. hear what they want to hear, even as as a, as a woman. You know, mm-hmm. you talk to guys and you told them what your standards were, what you want to do, right. and you know, guys in their head like, you know, I'm me. If, I'm still gonna do it. I'm, if you, you know, she gonna problem, fold. If you having that problem, then a lot of times with this specific lady you talking about, if she's not really receptacle, you have to reiterate, and you can always reiterate it easily. I always make it seem like it's me, but it's like a lot of guys that I encounter, you know, that. Because um, right now, I don't know, this year a lot of people are focused. Like, we on our stuff, you know, especially if you turn like 24, 25, you just mm-hmm. like. I'll be 26. Look, we, we are, mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. stepped mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. Just last year. And the thing is, because communication is key, and 25 was the age of learning how to communicate better. Because it was a place where it was like, okay, I'm at that fourth, a fourth of life. Pretty mm-hmm. much, so I'm say. here. Yeah. So to say, you know, I'm a fourth of the way there. Mm-hmm. Let me get an idea of what I want to do now. You know, you you get your ideas together. Mm-hmm. Know that this is what you want to push, and learn how to talk to people in a way that doesn't it doesn't change who you are, and it doesn't change uh, their perception of you either. You know, because we get a lot of, of bad perceptions because people don't understand us. And I feel like if we take more time, I play the Sims for a lot (laughs) and charisma (laughs) is something charisma is a a character builder on there. You know, you build your charisma level to, to the max at 10, right? So what the Sims characters do is they talk to themselves in the mirror when they're feeling a boost, an energy boost, they give them pep runs. When they're feeling um, 
sometimes when they're feeling romantic, they'll do like flirt a song. They'll write a song about it. You know, so it's literally ways that you can practice charisma and loving yourself by talking to yourself in the mirror. My Sam's house got tons of mirrors in it. You know, go stop at a mirror and talk to yourself. And now I'm implementing in my real home. I have mirrors everywhere in my home. See. You know, know, that might be a little vanity. I'm not really sure. But that's okay too. It, but it's not vanity. It's about loving yourself enough to stop and look at yourself and say, "Yo, you you're doing good today. Like, look at you. Like, you." If you remember what communication is, when God, when He designed us, He gave us two ears and one mouth. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, our one mouth seemed to overshadow our two ears. Uh So, in the Book of James, it talk about being quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Why would He tell us to be like that? that? That's the key right there too. Like. I've been practicing this thing, like, if somebody pissed me off, like, I told myself, I'm not arguing with nobody this year. Like, for real. Like, like, I'm avoiding. <laughs> That's why. If it's, yeah. unnecessary, if it's like, conflict, like, like, like I don't want to argue with Nitty, but if we have something to talk about and we yeah, both have both have an agreement, like, uh, yeah, we're not, it's not going to get that. Yeah, heated, don't you know. But, <laughs> but, like, if we need to get some stuff out, we're going to get some stuff out. That's not right. what I'm talking I'm talking about people who don't necessarily have an impact in my life. I'm not going to yeah. argue right. with you. Yeah. You know, and right. people who I care about, depending on what they say to me, my instant response, like, I ain't gonna lie to you, like, I'm a verbally abrasive. Like, you depend on what you say to me, I'm right back at you. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, I'm taking a deep breath. I even put my phone, somebody text me something stupid, I put my phone down. I'll get back <laughs> to you, breath. you know? Yeah. You see how important that is? Um, because a lot of times when we get ourselves in trouble, we react to the reaction way quick. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, if somebody do something, and before I can react, if I'm able to think, would I actually react? One thing that you do too, though, since you want to talk about reactions, uh oh, he Get is up. so quick on Facebook to be like, "Don't say nothing to my daughter." Hey, oh yes. So that's still something you got. You know, I'm even with that, it. he's getting better because <laughs> yes. reactions can cause a lot of issues. You yeah. know, it can cause misunderstandings. It can cause assumptions. It can do yeah, so it's much. A misunderstanding mm-hmm. when they call me sideways. But you're mother. always. You know, he'll start at the fire, and then when people start responding, he'll be like, okay. He do the good thing and, and just, del- you know, he right. diffuses it, but he's, uh-huh. he instigated and he diffuses <laughs> right. it. So, you know, he practices and I'm he getting there. Yeah. But that's a good point. You know, like, when, when you are feeling reactive, like, you're giving energy to people who don't matter. You exactly. know what I'm saying? It's not worth it. I don't even give energy to people unless it's a good response. Nowadays, like, if a, a guy comments on something, he's like, wow, you look great. Thank you so much. You know corn sparkle 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 you know what i'm saying and that's a way for you to to channel your energy with them be like yeah thank you but i ain't on that you know what i'm saying i appreciate it but keep it moving no you don't brandon be like hard eyes (laughs) and the slides and the dms um so you trying to go to dinner (laughs) you trying to take me to dinner (laughs) (laughs) but we're gonna go ahead and get to some more music before we jump into talking about failure uh what it means and how you know it affects us and then we're going to also talk about why it's important to fail i feel like some of my privileged listeners hello privileged listeners wherever you are (laughs) this might be some for you Mm -hmm. to help you understand people who aren't so lucky so so privileged and why failure matters so much to these people building up so we're going to play um this song by shy tulani chai tulani I, I don't know. I be want to say shy because I'm from Chicago, but it's chai, like uh-huh. chai tea. Oh, yeah. Uh, and this song is called Lost in You, featuring Noel Price. It's a very beautiful song produced by D-Vibe right here on Nitty's Knocker. 
forever my soul will be lost in you for all of my goals will belong to you say my name say my name and when you kiss on me please go pole pole holding on
my cards on the table like a new deck. She said, party north they went crazy the video is also out in the world just type in gold c-a-l-i-d khalid b and you will see an amazing masterpiece of black art oh my gosh it's amazing so now we gonna get real (laughs) to the real stuff my favorite today our solution-based conversation is about failure and learning to not look at it in such a negative way. The definition of failure is the omission of expected or required action or the lack of success. What do y'all consider failure? Hmm. Well, failure to me is when you quit automatically. If you quit, you failed. If you failing, well, ing. That just means you got to you got to do something to perk it up. But when you when you go to the word failure, that's when you have given up. Just because you failed at something, don't mean you a failure. So it's all in the pronunciation of the word. Hmm. The word failure and failing and fail. Because you're not just because you failed, don't mean you. I mean, look at grade school. Look at high school. Right. You, you might sit a grade. So did you fail? And you just you just failed at that moment. But it's not failure until you quit and you decide I'm done. That's okay. a failed reaction. What about you, Audrey? I always see it, I guess, as like in a temporary basis. So like failure for the time being, like if you seek out a certain goal and then you don't fulfill it, that's how I consider like failure. So the average person in a lifetime has a few of those, mm-hmm. you know. Big ones, little ones. Yeah. They vary. I, I would say uh, the way I started moving this year, I started taking a, little, a lot more risk and doing a lot of different things. Because um, I... I always see a lot of older people like you know if you ever listen to like one of these clucks talk on the street, <laughs> they it's some smart like people that have that have like ruined their lives but they were talented in so many things. Yeah. You know you hear somebody I seen this drunk dude 
down on the train singing, man. Sound like Ruben Stutter. I swear to you. Oh, they got talent. And then you hear they'll say, "This is the, the the line that kills me, man. I wish I had did this." And it just struck. It struck was. a it struck a chord in me like. All the stuff I want to do, and I don't want to be 50, 60 years old talking about I was good at this. I wish I had went and did that. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm 25, so it's like I got time to, quote, unquote, fail and, mm-hmm. and restart over, all over again. Yeah. So it's not – I don't really see anything you don't accomplish as failing. If you went out to do it and the results weren't quite what you're looking for, you at least put your, first, you put your foot yeah. forward and you, you did it, you okay. know? And I don't really believe in the word trying to do it because trying is having intent to fail. So do I you, believe in doing it, you know? Do you believe that – so I'm guessing everybody considers failure not really a bad thing. It's not ever a bad really? thing. Uh, shout out to Pit Life and Brotherhood to just to kind of put you on, on the map of what we're doing. So Pit Life, we's a group. And we have people out there that want us to fail. And it makes you wonder, why would you want pit life to fail? Why would you want the brotherhood and the sisterhood to fail? Our mission and our goal, we're non-for-profit. We don't have anything. We don't have money coming in from governments or anything. What we do is we get a, a gang of people that love each other and we love on each other. What we do is we go down to Lower Wacker Drive. We go down on 16th and uh, right off the expressway. Uh, we're looking at um, the tent, you know, where those uh, homeless people live. And we understand because we're talking about the word failure. And a lot of people have been failed. They're not failures. They've been failed. They went across the waters and they fought in Vietnam. I've talked to these people. They, went, they was in WW2, okay? They went to Iraq. And when they came back, the United States failed them. So are they failures? No. There's people that, that, that caught, they caught one. So what we do is we go down there, and we and, and our goal ain't to, 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 to say, hey, God bless you. Our goal is to bless. It's a difference. God gave it to us to bless them because that's what God say, be lenders and not borrowers. So when we go down there and we feed them, just this Saturday we went down there with a grill. And we fed them a hot meal because two weeks before that we took them pillows and blankets. It was very cold. So what we did was we said, no, this ain't good enough. These folks deserve a hot meal and something to drink and something hot. So we went down there, and we didn't know if it was legal or not. You know, we, we put a grill under Lower Wacker Drive, and we, we got it cracking. And, again, the, the men and women that was down there began to speak, just like he was talking about the homeless man with the, the, the Reuben Stutter voice or the other brother that got all this knowledge and this wisdom. See, a lot of times they didn't fail, but they didn't have people like, like, like to push them or to tell them, hey, you didn't fail. Mm-hmm. You won. So, how many times is it okay to fail? Now, Life. I want to direct this question to Audrey, right? Why? Just because I feel like picking on you. I haven't picked on you all day. Okay. <laughs> um, so, like, we all, like, keeping it real. Uh, we, I live in reality. I'm not, I'm a very positive person, but you have to put your life in perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how old are you now, if you mind me asking? I just turned 25, December 25th. Just turned 25, yeah. okay. Happy belated so, birthday. Oh, and yesterday was my dad's birthday. Oh, out. happy belated. Thank you, thank you, yes. old man now, on deck. <laughs> I'm not saying anybody should give up on a dream. And a lot of yeah. artists that we know and we, um, I find 27 is that magic number. Yeah. Um, Nicki Minaj yeah. got, uh, which, no, you know what, I'm lying. She was on already, like, 2010. Wayne had been founder. Right. But they didn't release any of her stuff until... She was 27. And that's when she right. got on, you know. Yeah. So when in your life do you feel like, hey, like, I gave this, not saying I'm, this is your mindset now, mm-hmm. but when do, you, when do you feel like, have you gave yourself a limit? That's a really good question. You want to know what's funny? I dropped um, the toys. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know what's funny? Like, when I was a kid, I did have a limit. Like, I think my dad would ask me, like, 
Cause I, I didn't I didn't did it all. I didn't audition for American Idol, The Voice, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And he'll be like, "When is it gonna be that time for you to be like, wow. okay, call it quits?" Because my parents don't necessarily um, support the dream mm-hmm. like I do. So they will if you make it. Oh, they definitely will when I buy them a new house. <laughs> and so he asked me like, "So what's gonna be your cutoff?" I think I was maybe like eighteen, nineteen at the time. So I, I was like, "Oh, like twenty five, probably." I'm 25 now, okay. <laughs> and I don't feel that way. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even feel like I want to put that on myself. Like I, like I said earlier, putting yourself in a box. Like, I don't want to do. I don't feel there will be a cutoff for me. Like, it's gonna happen when it's supposed to happen. It's supposed to happen in God's timing. So I'm just gonna keep at it until it happens, and I know it will. I don't necessarily have a cutoff anymore. Okay. Yeah. Sky's the limit for you. Definitely. But I will say 27 is a magic number. SZA just turned 27 last year, and as you all can see, last year was her year. Like, mm-hmm. SZA's been out for a minute, but she obviously reached, like, the highest plateau that she's reached thus far in her career. You know what Jay-Z right. told her? She got lucky. Oh? Yeah. Oh, wow. Why are we that? oh, my chest. Oh. What's, what's terrible about that is me, That's so rude. me and Serenity, uh, <laughs> me and Nitty just had a conversation at dinner about putting uh, caps on your dreams. Mm-hmm. That's a big mistake. Uh, never do it because you said God's time is his time. Because yeah. remember, God's thoughts is not our thoughts and his ways and our ways. Mm-hmm. So if we cap ourselves and say, for instance, we don't get that movement at 27, mm-hmm. now did we fail? Now we put ourselves, we setting ourselves up for failure. Mm-hmm. What you do is Find you a new fight way to the move. fight. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. The fight, don't, it don't, we don't have it. If you put a cap up there and you don't make it, you'll start feeling some kind of way. Like, man, did I just, I thought by this time I would be this. Now you're putting some negative stuff some negative like she talks yeah. about positive energy mm-hmm. you just put negative energy on you right. because I know well, I told my baby by the time at a certain age I thought I would have the, the house with the white picket fence it didn't happen yet so do that mean it don't happen because mm-hmm. the Bible said people without a, a vision will perish right. but as long as I got the vision that means I'm around so exactly. that, that way I don't cap myself and say well I, I, gave, I guess I give up yeah never never, never so I do have myself. a question too um, the next question is Geared to you specifically because I know that you do the nonprofit work and you like to work with young men um, and just developing them to be a better male in whatever way that you can assist with that. So why does it seem like the black communities, especially for our men, fail so much with no growth? It's very, very simple. the Bible, t- I know I do a lot of Bible references, but that's what the, that's where I live. That's okay. So the Bible speaks about a house divided can't stand. Mm-hmm. So if you have a divided house and the system set up because a lot of our, our people was was down, so they had to go on Section 8 and they had to go on Public 8. So what's the rule to Section 8? No man could live there. So what, the, what happens? There's no man in the house. So the mother takes the place of the man, but she can't because she's a woman. But... In her sight, she's taking the place of the father as well as the mother. So now you got this young man growing up with a mother. Now, I'm not saying that a mother cannot handle her own or stand on her own, but everybody know that you need a man in the home. All you got to do is look at the statistics, and you'll see that every every child that had the parents, both parents in the house, they most likely became successful. Mm-hmm. So in our community... Those young men not being listened to. So when when she talks about, you know, I talk to young men, I don't go as a mentor. I don't go as a big brother. I don't go as because what the young men see is, uh oh, here go another grown person telling me what to do. I go into them and level out because I'm on their level because I've been a young man before. So what I do is when I speak with a young man, if he got some things that I think might interest him, say, for instance, 
I'm a, I'm a Air Jordan lover. I love bikes. So if I see the young man with the 11s on, I'm going to say, hey, man, which ones are those? And we're going we gonna to chop it up about the number 11s, right? Right. So next thing I know, I'm going to look at the, look at his his uh, style. I'm going to say, man, you know what? My daughter, she does this, and she got her own thing. Man, you should you should, you should should chop it up with her about that. And then, he, and then all of a sudden, what I have just done mm-hmm. was I took down his guard. Mm-hmm. So he's no longer they go another grown mentor, another big brother going to tell me what to do because they they sick of people telling him what to do and nobody's listening. As a yeah. as a young black male myself, being twenty five, I work around a lot of high school students, and um, I didn't have a, I come from nothing like my people from the projects, you know, and so um, you look at me now, he's growing up, like you, you wouldn't know that, you know, right? But I always tell I don't ever make excuses. I don't I don't want to hear excuses from young black men like we know what the system is doing we know mm-hmm. that it's not made for us to succeed is it mm-hmm. excuses or are people not listening it's not excuses but we've been hearing the same i don't want to say excuses the word excuses but we've been hearing the same rhetoric for a long time right that's and true it's all about okay like you said sacrificing unity mm-hmm. either you're gonna let your situation overcome you or you're gonna overcome your situation absolutely and like everybody's not that strong. Like I don't know how you grew up, but it seems like you overcame your situation. Absolutely, I overcame my situation. So, and I believe in life. There's always going to be people telling you the right way to go. Even like in everybody's life, there's always that one person that's telling you the right way to go. You got people telling you the wrong way to go. Yeah. But you can't ever, ever people that's locked up in prison. Every one of them that's locked up, you can, they're gonna tell you somebody told me the right way to go, mm-hmm. but I chose. To go this way, and a big mistake, a big mistake is not us not using our ears, man. I, mm-hmm. I've listened to the, I'll listen to you. You can come to me and you say, "Hey, this is my situation." If I don't listen to you, brother, I, I will never know your situation and how to get you out of that situation. I'm gonna always try to tell you what I think, mm-hmm. but I don't even know how you living. But yet I got the answers, but I don't even know how you living. But I'm giving you answers, mm-hmm. as opposed to, man, tell me what's popping. And then once you tell me what's popping, I'll eat it and I'll, I'll, that's, I'll, I'll digest it. Eight, then I'm able to, to relate. Relate. And I lived. I lived on 62nd and King Drive for like a year. Yeah, yeah. And I would always be out there. And I would talk. They were they respecting me over there. So, so you already know. <laughs> so like I would talk to these guys, and they like they man like you man you you live like this woo woo bro. I grew up sleeping on the floor. Like we had like when you was a kid, you thought you was like sleeping on the floor was fun because you didn't realize y'all was poor. You know. Mm-hmm. At one point we had a yeah. propane heater heat in our crib. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, I've been exactly where y'all at. You know, but it's. The lack of made me want more. to do more, more. Yeah. you know. And sometimes, you know, you you gotta find motivation elsewhere. And I, this is the same speech I give to these teenagers. Like, I'm not that much older than them. Gotcha. And I, I talk to them. I don't come to them like I'm a big brother. I come to them like I've been where you've been. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so, Alex, what do you think? I mean, honestly, because this is something that's important in my opinion for. And then we'll have the women's perspectives, but especially for our men, I think it's important that all men speak on what failure is and like how it feels to being young and you know knowing your perspective so how do you come on come on come on come on <laughs> and before how, he get here slag. i want to say i want to say another thing about what you just said um Again, you overcame your situation by not liking your situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, young brothers out here right now, and this is the truth because I, I chop it up with these boys. My daughter tell you, I chop it up with them all the time, and I'm a good listener. And then they protect me, and they look out for me because they know that, hey, this guy this guy listened to me. I have gave a guy a dollar, and he gave me his life almost, one dollar, just for him to have a snack. So, But but what I did, I didn't give him a dollar and say he'd go buy a cigarette or whatever he was going to use for that dollar. I just talk, I gave it to him. I said, hey, what you doing with yourself? And he told me, and I was like, oh, man. 
man, then I started getting on this level, like, and say, hey, be careful, you know, it's really dangerous out here. And instead of me telling him, you boy, pull your pants up, which is my pet peeve. If a man wears pants now, I'm looking at you like something wrong with you. Just want you to throw that out there. But uh, they listen. Mm-hmm. And if we have the ability to just let the brothers talk to us and tell us where they want to be, because I guarantee you one million percent, the young guys that you see standing on them corners, if you gave them a job like at Pepsi and say, hey, I got a job for you, I guarantee you they would not stand on that corner. They would tell them, hey, it's been cool, but I got to go get some rest. I'm getting up It's work crazy you say that because when I lived over there on 62nd. Yes. I was outside one day. They offered me a beer, and I, I'm not bougie or nothing like that. I'm outside, you know, shaping a beer with them and stuff like that. Gotcha. Dude talking about a job. So I Google jobs that hire felons. Exactly. So <laughs> a lot of them got felonies. They got them young, 15, exactly. 16, because this system is not made for us, you know. Built for failure. So you know what I did? I went upstairs and got my charger, came back downstairs. We sat outside with beers, and I let them fill out job applications on my phone. There you Good go. You. So, and from that point, I go to the store like 2, 1 o'clock in the morning. I would literally get escorted to the to the corner store just because you. they saw value in what I was doing for them just by giving them information. At least two of them got jobs. One of them worked for CTA right now. That's what's up. Yeah, so That's it's all up. about communication. So, Alex, same question. Why do you think that um, failure is so heavy in the black community for men? Um... Like I agree with y'all A lot of times uh, The black men When they're younger They need to be heard uh, There's not enough people Just putting the time in We need We need each other To Absolutely. To Circulate that energy Really You know uh, Sometimes when you're feeling down You need somebody to pick you up So I mean I don't really think Failure Is necessarily um, Like a bad thing Per se uh, you need your your fails your failures to learn how to lose so you know how to feel to win you know to really feel empowered. Okay, yeah. so. Well, Audrey, how do you feel about our communities? And, and speaking from a woman's perspective, you know, I wanted to hear about how it is for men. Yeah, because that's such a huge deal for our black men to even value women. You mm-hmm. know, it's it it's is. a really big issue. So, as a woman in the black community, seeing other women who um, are selling themselves out or um, considering considering things wins when they are ultimately failures for the development of what they're trying to do. How, why does it seem that way in our communities? Um, I think all of this that we view now with like our black men and black women, it starts when they're young. So like we have to look at the kind of environments that they've been raised in, are they around people who love them? Despite what your circumstances, mm-hmm. despite if you are rich, poor, it don't matter. Do you have people surrounding you that are going to pick you up when you do fall down and are going to really push you and support you when you when you think you've fallen or when you've, you've failed? I think um, that's what the black woman has done for centuries. It's always or at least that was always our role is to really be there for the man and to support him, to know that you know we got their back. Um, I don't think a lot of men recognize that or recognize our worth to know that look we got you i love all black men i love all black boys i look at my father as a king he is my king Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i view all other black men the way that i view my dad because that's how i think gosh that's how i was taught to view black Mm -hmm. men and the way that my mom has held him down they're not even together anymore Mm -hmm. but they have a love for each other that is really admiring Mm -hmm. and to know that like okay y'all not together y'all not married anymore 
y'all still hold each other down. She's still there for you if need be, and so is he, vice versa. I think we lack that a lot in the relationships that we have with one another, just to know that, like, we can depend on one another. It's, it's always like it's every man for himself, but... Can I comment on what she said? Yeah, Which I, I And I really, like, appreciate how you feel about black men. Yeah. Um, absolutely, absolutely. But sometimes I feel like black women's delivery is wrong in a how way. So? Because if you grow up in a household where, like, like he's mentioned, single-parent household, mm-hmm. your mom is angry. She's angry at that black man who you see oh, as a king. So what does he say about him? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The, a lot of negativity. You know what I'm saying? Right. So we women have been conditioned, yet you love us, but still it's like you grew up hating your dad because your mom spilled that into you. She in, engraved that into you. Yeah. So a lot of the time, like, I see, yeah, you know, black men need to do better to love black women, but sometimes subconsciously y'all still... Not saying y'all, but like sometimes the delivery is is wrong, you know. So you grew up in a very loving environment where you were able to see your mom love your dad. A lot of times, a lot of people aren't privileged enough to grow up in that kind of household. But I do appreciate, you know, everything you're saying. That's that's one thing that we all need to, men need to change their perception. And Mm -hmm. we all need to change something about how we perceive each other. Understanding the king and queen theory. I use it a lot. My daughter tell you, I, I live, I live and breathe king queen. I live and breathe it because the Bible say power of life lies within a man's tongue. So if I can speak power to you, I'll speak power to you because I truly believe that that's a true thing. Mm-hmm. So if I tell you you a queen, take that and know that. Now what he, what Brandon saying is so is so absolutely true because of the simple fact that because of the father is not in the home, the mother become this dominant strength, right? And she's mm-hmm. supposed to because that's her. She, she's a she's a nurturer about life so she's going to do what it takes to nurture her home so what happens is she'll meet as she's been single for so long all of a sudden she meets a real man a king I'm not talking about a layup I'm talking about a man a king a czar so she'll meet a king and he'll come in and guess what's going to happen she's so used to being the dominant force that she don't know how to amend herself down to a queen and if it's in the perfect order which is God man, woman, child. Mm-hmm. If she follows that concept, yeah. then she, if by her being so strong, she don't know how to relinquish. And that goes power. back to, fail, like, understanding failures, too. Yeah. When black women are alone or with male, they understand the complexities that comes with your man cheating. Like, you know, the, the media does such a great job of distracting us from helping each other mm-hmm. and realizing that our failures make us stronger if we identify them together. So if you're going through it with your man and or you are dominant like me, honestly, I'm a very yeah. dominant woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. There's yeah. not one thing that I cannot do and, and it's Absolutely. be and I pride myself on that because if I if I feel like I can't it feels like failure to me. You know, if there's something that I can't do, I need to know how to do it because somebody's not gonna always have your back. Mm-hmm. But there can always be a problem with that too when you are overcompensating yourself for everything that you do and thinking that nobody can step in and help you um, get to the next level or be um, the nourishment you need because of past experiences or Mm -hmm. just not wanting to fail in any aspect of your life. Absolutely, knowing the order. And and we have to learn that like with this whole failure thing, it is important to fail with somebody that you love that with somebody that's standing right. next to you because if you failing with your with your with, with bae 
Mm-hmm. With your husband, with your king, if you're failing together, then y'all got two minds to work that much harder to figure it out the next time so that your children and the children after and can can get to a better place. Exactly. So I think if we continue showing beautiful, not these Instagram relationships right, or Twitter right. relationships with these Absolutely. kids just taking pictures saying, oh, goals. No. Why is that a goal? Why is black love a goal? You know, if we explain to them why and you're not even black love, you know what I'm saying? I'm really for black love, yeah. but I understand people like who they like. Yeah. But if you're going to be with somebody, make sure that you're teaching people the differences and cultures and everything so that their failures are not the failures of a white man or the failures of a black man, but them as a person. Right. And remember that it's not a failure until you quit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And um, there are, uh, I looked up this article about the importance of failure, and it comes in five lessons um and the first lesson is the lesson of experience so the experience of failing is something failing something is like invaluable um it alters your frame of mind through the induction of pain and makes you reflect on the real nature of things and the importance in our lives transforming and improving our future selves so the more experience you got the better you are the more experience you have with life yeah. With being smacked by life, because life will beat you. They will black. It will black your eyes. It will break your ribs. It will do mm-hmm. all of that to you, and you need that to happen because the good part about it is is doing it in the mental form. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's not defeating you physically. It's defeating your mental and seeing how much stronger you can come back from that failure. Exactly. So it's always value and experience. People say, "Oh, you dated and been through so much. You don't want to listen to them. They're battered. They're bruised. No, they are wise." They're still fighting. Any person that's still fighting after so many failures means that they're never going to give up and that it's going to come to them. They just got to channel the energy along with the experience, right? Right. And the second lesson is knowledge. Failure brings with it important firsthand knowledge, and the knowledge can be harnessed in the future to overcome that very failure that inflicted so much pain in the first place. And there's nothing that can replace the knowledge that you gain from failure. I think one of my favorite quotes is by, uh, I think it was Benjamin Franklin, like the story that he invented the light bulb, took him 99 tries. But what he took from it was 99 ways how not, not to make to the fail. right bro. You know, right. so it's like it's all, it depends on it all it's just your perspective. You know how mm-hmm. you, how you see your failure. You know, mm-hmm. and the third lesson is resilience. Um, the characteristic of resilience helps us in a lot of ways, um, helping us to breathe success by setting the game up to win it. Black the, people, we the most resilient people ever. That is ever. true. That is true. Ever. When you when you done been through it, <laughs> you ever. done been through it. So the expectations that thinking of thinking that something's gonna come to you overnight, we never have that expectation. Mm-mm. We don't believe it. And, but the sad part is, there are the newer generations believe that it can happen overnight, and that has to stop because they think that they can look on the internet <laughs> and say, "Oh, I just gotta make an Instagram page and it's lit." Right. They don't understand what those people who originally started making numbers, who my little baby 3,000 followers mean the world to me because I earned each and every one of these followers. Yes. You know, I, I earned their love and respect to say Serenity's giving me something that I really feel I need in my life. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a phase because when you fail, like I said, the wicked, when you fail, it's over with. You're not going to know how to come back from it because you just thought that it could come overnight. So um, that takes away the expectations 
from overnight and in comes the expectations that true success comes off your heart. Now, work. I don't want people to take away from this like, oh, I'm going to fail. You know, failure should be the last thing on your mind. You know, that you should always go into anything like, I'm going to succeed. That should but be one want- of the first, also, I, honestly. What? Failure and succeeding should be just as equal on your mind because you have to be able to prepare yourself for the but failure. But you got those, those super positive people who like, don't even put that in my, in my energy. Like, you have to be realistic. I have when people just... People always used to call me a pessimist because I always would be like, you know how you, how you got those people where it's like, it's just You're just a realist. Yeah, I'm just a realist. I believe that you have to be prepared for it's, anything. It's a realist also to have faith that you won't fail. You have to, you gotta, you gotta believe in that. You, no matter, by all costs. Remember, by any means necessary, I refuse to fail. So even if I don't succeed in the movement, I refuse to fail. So mm-hmm. did I fail because I didn't make, make it to the top? Not really, because I made I made every every mention, every motion I could to and succeed. And that that goes into our next lesson, which is growth. Exactly. Because when you fail, you grow and you mature. Mm-hmm. Um, you reach deeper meaning and understanding about our lives, why we're doing the things we're doing, and this helps us reflect and take things into perspective. We've talked about perspective a lot, um, and it helps you get out of those. You know, it helps you understand the pain from the failure, from the moments of failure, you know. Um, And the last one is value. And they say one of the biggest lessons you can learn um, from your life's failures is that it's necessary to create and spread high value in whatever you're doing. Um, It lies at the heart of success and the lack of value is fundamental pillar to failure. You're going, that's the wicked, you know. If you are literally saying, oh, it ain't worth nothing anyway. Mm, I guess. I guess this was supposed to happen. You're putting yourself in a box. Mm-hmm. We don't put ourselves in boxes, you, you know? way to move. Yes, that's right. right. And it's like thinking about your past failures, you got to think about what you brought to the table. Could you have offered more value? What could you have done to prevent it? What will you learn next time? And that's why as entrepreneurs and creators and uh, people like with Spicy Butter and with your music and with us doing Nitty's Knocker, we're all entrepreneurs and we have to know how to work under somebody else. And honestly, working under a tyrant is probably the best thing that can happen to you because it will teach you what not to do with your employees or, you know, with the people who want to be on your side. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Nobody should go to work hating going to work Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying so take the value out of that and turn it into something that makes sense for what you're doing so that your failures aren't as strong as they would have been very wise so you know always ignore the naysayers and this article came from wanderlust.com I'm a big person about reading articles and Mm -hmm. rewording them to fit into because I don't like writing that much I like talking yes (laughs) you know ignore the naysayers Understand that it's okay to fail. Realize that it's okay to fail. Use it as leverage. Revisit your goals and create your action plan. Absolutely. So take your failures and turn them into your wins. And we're going to actually go ahead and go into the next song. When we come back, we're going to finish out with our quote of the week and find out how we can keep up with... With Spicy Butter Productions, The Pit Life, Audrey and her music, and, you know, everything we got going here with Nitty's Knocker and Q4 Radio. So here is Audrey's second song, Never Let You Go, right here on Nitty's Knocker. Oh, 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 oh,
started this, I was so confused. Didn't know just where to turn now, baby, up my fuse. Baby, up my fire, baby, up my pride or die. Anywhere you lead me, boy, it's gonna be worth my while. Baby, up my heart, baby, up my whole. Baby, you're the one I wanna be with till we're old. This is up for everything, I feel it in my soul. You're my lover and my friend, I'll never let you go. Never let you But I tune out all the noise Cause to me you're the truth I respect your hustle I respect your grind Always keep it real with me Say what's on your mind Share your every thought Share what's in your heart You already know the deal You had me from the start Never let Again, my friends. I almost started singing the um, out of the box ending song. Right. I, in a minute. In a minute. Look. <laughs> but that was her second single, which is is this a single or is it an EP? This is a single. 
Okay. Yeah, I just dropped like a month ago. Okay. Yeah. So it's to like an EP is to come. I'm definitely dropping a new EP this year. Okay. Yeah. And we're gonna have these little joints on there, right? Definitely, okay. Okay. Definitely this one, um, as well as another joint I dropped like a couple weeks ago. It's called Download Interlude. Uh oh. That yes, yeah, a little download is for my little freaks out there. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know we can't play it on the radio. Was way but, uh, <laughs> How do we clean one of those up? No. Oh, right. Exactly. I'm working on. That. <laughs> but yes, and a lot of uh, new music to come for the EP. Nice. Well, hopefully there are a lot more shows to go along with that. Yes. Um, I, I'm a fan. Thank you know, you. I'm, I'm here for the journey in any yes. way that we can be of assistance. You know. Thank you so much. We we got to do some day. amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah, we already talked. That's yeah. definitely going to be a thing of mm-hmm. you know more live performances and. Right. More shows, you know, I got to get back into doing these shows with all these amazing people that come through here, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, Nitty's Knocker, open mics or showcases, something's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. You know, me and my team, we're going to go crazy this year with making yes. all of that a reality so that we can continue pushing this music beyond Q4 Studios. Okay. You know, um, pushing the message, you know, mm-hmm. having a speaker at these events, somebody to come in or have a booth set up to to make uh, some noise to rattle people up and say, you can do this. You can get right. through it. You can be this, too. You can be a creator as well, you know, so yeah. or not a creator, you know, you can whatever your your dreams are, mm-hmm. you should be able to take advantage. of. So, yes, it's a lot of amazing things in the work. Um how can we keep up with you to find out what you have going on? Um, definitely follow me on social media, uh, preferably Instagram, because that's what I'm on most of the time. So at Miss Audrey V, that's M-S-A-U-D-R-E-Y-V-E-E. Um, I don't have any more shows as of the moment for January, but I do have a show with Ayana. You know Ayana. Um, follow her, Ayana Cello. We actually just became the resident artist at Pub PhD. It's on 12th and Halstead, and it's hosted by Taylor's Tacos. This girl makes Yes, bomb. she does. Oh my god. Yes, she does. Like, she sponsored she was a, a nice. part of our Her Majesty fundraiser oh, yes. event. That's what's uh, up. I literally just saw fire. That was nice. Um yeah. Ooh, so fire. she's hosting yeah. it. She's bringing us in to be the resident <laughs> artist. Come out uh, February twenty third for that. And so I believe it's gonna be a monthly thing. But definitely keep me up with me on social media and all my music is available on YouTube, SoundCloud, Title, Apple Music, all that other good stuff. Nice. Put it on repeat. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and um, Nitty's dad. Yes. <laughs> How can we keep up with you and your um, your mentorship and the pro- the pit life society and spicy butter? How do we keep in- keep up with you? Oh, it's a simple thing. I'm all over the media. Okay, Queen. I'm on a. Facebook. You know what? Look, you you just too smooth. Yes. <laughs> Smoother than ice cream. Yes. Smooth and butter. Right. Spicy butter. butter. I like ice cream. Spicy butter. Oh, that was lit. I, I was wrong, huh? I wasn't on the right. <laughs> yeah, so you can follow me on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Snapchat. I'm in, under Spicy Butter Productions. You can email me, spicybutterproductions at gmail.com. Pit life. We lit. You hear me? I'm talking about all kinds of hot. We got it real going on real nice up here. We're on 130th in, uh, in Weston at the Ravens. You can catch us there on Thursday nights. You can catch us there on Sunday's day party. One thing about pit life and the brotherhood and the sisterhood, shout out Real Talk. But one thing about us is we real about this thing. We're not moving. We're not playing. It's all about helping one to another. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's our goal in life. We don't, we don't go out and ask people for nothing, but we do it within, in-house. But if people want to help, come on with it. But if they don't, we still got them. Because one thing about it, love conquers all. 
Hey, you wrote that down? No, that was just off the top. Straight freestyle. See, that's my daddy, y'all. Yes. Where y'all think I get my sales pitches from? You got enough time, you know. Y'all can catch me. I'm trying to be as smooth as. Look, yeah, I'm like, all right, let's come on. Let's see what you got. Let's see what you got. You know, y'all can catch me on uh, underscore damn. Can I live on the Twitter? You said on the Twitter. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And you catch me at ba underscore Glover on the IG. You know. But yeah, that's Nitty's knockers. Easy. And you guys know you can (laughs) everything Nitty's knocker. Google it. Unigang, Unigang, Unigang. Unigang all day. Nice. Uh, you're more than welcome to be a part of Unigang. It's a magical sure, society. Too. It's <laughs> like know. Hogwarts. Yeah, okay. but but for like trill people, you know. Right, right. We trill. We getting hoodies. Trill. It's gonna be a whole little setup. So okay. you can keep up with Nitty's Knocker via nittiesknocker.com or if you just Google Nitty's Knocker, the Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever pictures, it all comes up, and you will see that it's always somebody smiling on the nice. photo. You know. Branding is key. Mm-hmm. And if you guys are ever interested in branding yourselves, your music, your art, your entrepreneurship, your books. I love authors. I love all of this. You know, Takara is Takara Steele is an author that I'm working with specifically helping her get more noise about her women's empowerment book. Nice. So, I, you know, anybody who has a message, send it to me and we will make it a thing. We will make it happen via nittiesknocker.com. And... Remember, this is Q4 Radio, y'all. Remember that every moment because Q4 gives opportunity, gives voice to so many amazing shows, including Nitty's Knocker. We are very blessed to be a part of this, even them extending me to having a two-hour show. You know, all of this is because we're pushing such a great message and the world needs to hear it. So don't be shy, y'all. Y'all can always call in there and give your ideas and... You know, be a part of this with us. It it really makes a difference. And the quote of the week, because we almost done, but not yet. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to end this saying that success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. And that was by Winston Churchill. Um, And I will be putting this. I'm doing better with updating the social media on a more consistent basis. I'm also looking for interns. If anybody's interested in interning for any production work, uh, social media work, uh, event work, please reach out to us. We need you. We, we promise need we won't you. be fetching coffee and running errands. <laughs> and if you Just do fetch us. coffee, we'll get you one too. Because you know, we need we need a team. We need to keep. We need to grow. We we have it's time to grow. So Absolutely. with that being said, until I talk to you, lovelies, next time, peace, love, and happiness. <laughs> Ha, <laughs>